Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love my time with Warren D. Robinson. He is both a show favorite and a personal favorite. Uh, he is a director, a producer, uh, a writer. He's involved with projects on Netflix, Oxygen, and many other uh, networks. And uh, I consider him a very, very astute um, critic of the media and of what's going on in our cultural and political front. And uh, he really uh, brings so much, including his law degree. I think it's interesting what he does now. And he has this law degree that really parlays in particular with our conversations because much of what you and I talked about, Warren, have legal implications. So as always, love having you on. His website is warrendrobinson.com. And I'm going to go straight into our topic today. Warren, glad to have you on. Uh, we're going to talk about the midterm elections, which, wow, they seem so unpredictable. Uh, but I think them very interestingly as uh, Trump versus Biden 2.0 is how you've been describing it. Why don't you elaborate on that, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Always a pleasure. So the midterm elections, as it relates to the Senate, the House's most predict will definitely um, – go from Democrat to Republican, but the Senate is up for grabs. And the Senate is really turning into a, a Biden versus Trump 2.0 situation. So uh, whenever you have a midterm election, the current president is always on the ballot in a way, right? People are voting against or for what the current president is doing. And if they are happy with that, his party tends to win. But most often, we see that people want a little change in direction, and so the opposite party tends to, to gain seats. And so Biden is definitely on the ballot, not to mention the, the Republican Party has spent millions of dollars trying to link every Democratic uh, senator running to Biden. At the same yeah. token, though, this year is extremely unusual, Kevin, because we've never had a situation where you have an ex-president who has handpicked pretty much every Senate candidate uh, that is running. You've never had that before. And so in that regard, it's not just Biden on the ballot, but it's Trump on the ballot, because there is no way you can separate these candidates, some of them not very good candidates, from the man who can to be on the ballot. I mean, is anybody separating Herschel Walker from Donald Trump? He wouldn't be on the ballot were it not for Donald Trump, or Dr. Oz, or no way. J.D. Vance from Ohio. So this is definitely going to come out to a Biden versus Trump thing. Yeah. Now, Oz has bukus of money, so he might have figured out how to get on the ballot. The other two, though, they, just, that you mentioned are so incredulous, particularly Herschel Walker. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that the GOP is okay with this. And it wasn't that long ago when neither party would have found candidates like Really, uh, really, all three that you talked about, they would have a hard time finding them as, as acceptable candidates. And we're seeing this all over the place. National candidates, the majority of whom have said that um, the race was stolen from Trump. They're running on that. You know, and I, I think he chooses, I think he, he endorsed low-quality, low-level candidates frankly, to feel better about himself, using my pronouns loosely. Trump did that. You know, it's like, I'm not so bad. Look at these guys. Yeah, but these are all guys who would have been nowhere 
endorsement. I mean, it is like he's trying to make the GOP into a cellar-dweller party, and he's doing a heck of a job. Well, it is. I mean, listen, this is these are Trump's candidates, whether like it or, or not. Oh, yeah. Um, Herschel Walker had really no competition in the Georgia primary. Why? Because Trump had been saying from day one, run, Herschel, run. Uh, Dr. Oz was not the RNC's choice. They were going for um, the McCormick, right? And, and, and Dr. Oz was a very unique position, Kevin, because he didn't have the mainstream support. They were going for McCormick. He also didn't have the super conservative report, the people you would think would be the heavy MAGA supporters. They were uh, supporting the, the Kathy Barnett lady in the, the race. The only person who backed Dr. Oz was Trump. And yet and still, somehow, he was able to squeak by, very narrow win there. So he is Trump's candidate, for, for better or worse, J.D. Vance in Ohio. Same thing, even um, Ron Johnson, a sitting senator in Minnesota, who had pledged to only serve two terms, is now running for his third. Why? Because Trump kept saying, run, Ron, we want you to run. And now he is linked to Trump. And and you know, winning in the polls. So these are Trump's candidates. Um, Blake Masters in Arizona, who is probably going to get beaten in a state that Republicans used to be able to have, uh, used to be able to swing, is probably going to lose terribly to Mark Kelly there. That is Trump's candidate. Uh, Adam Lexit in uh, Nevada, Trump's candidate. So, you know, th this is Trump's Republican Party, whether you like it or not. And if you vote for these candidates, you're actually, you're giving a vote for Trump and Trumpism because if these guys win, if they manage to win, yeah. Kevin, it will solidify Trump as a kingmaker in the Republican Party. And it's there true. will be nobody that will be able to stop him from, from the 2024 nomination if he chooses to, to run for that, if they win. But if they lose, and right now the, the polling is not in their favor, uh, if a lot of them lose, then it may, that may be the only thing that kind of makes the RNC wake up and say, okay, we've kind of got to break these chains of, uh, of President Trump. So this is, it's, it, the stakes are high for him, very high for Trump. Well, in a lot of these cases that you talked about, the, GM, the GOP pulled out support from the ones they were hoping would win uh, because of Trump putting so much weight on these other ones. But they haven't given much support to a lot of them for being an exception because of the way the polling has shaped up. But the polling almost instantly on a bunch of these ones that he got the, uh, he won, he being Trump, uh, got his candidate in, the polling automatically switched to being going to, going from uh, at least dead even or usually favorable Republican to unwinnable for Republican on many of those races. Yes, and that is the problem. Uh, take Arizona, for, for instance. The, the young lady who was uh, running against um, Blake Masters, who ultimately got the nomination, who was supported by the mainstream RNC, who was supported by Mike Pence, she had a legitimate chance of challenging Mark Kelly for the Arizona Senate seat down there, right? Of course, she did not win. Blake Masters won, and the polling has been hugely in Kelly's favor. Like, now Kelly is almost cruising to an easy victory there because – uh, Blake Masters is so far to the right. And they said so many things. Uh, the Pennsylvania governor's race, I know we're talking about the Senate, but still, you're seeing Mastriano, who is a, a Trump acolyte, was there on January 6th. His numbers are so low that he's dragging Dr. Oz down. And so uh, yeah. that seat may go to Fetterman, who, by the way, you could not have a worse Senate candidate than John Fetterman. 
I mean, <laughs> oh, horrible. He's horrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I joked today, uh, uh, you know, on Twitter, which I hate these kind of jokes, but it, I just couldn't resist that Biden is now campaigning in Pennsylvania uh, because he's excited to hang out with someone who looks like he's in worse physical shape than he is. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's that bad. Frankly, neither of them have any business running. Uh, the 78-year-old with cognitive issues is going to be 80, you know, and Fetterman, who cannot have a conversation without a computer screen in front of him telling him what to say. That is terrifying. And so it, it's a complete mess. Part of the whole dynamic also, very interesting and not often talked about, is that the Democratic Party funded Republican candidates in the primary. They were giving support for what I understand both verbal and material in, in campaign tactics uh, and organizing for these most extreme candidates. They were helping these candidates, and, and you said extreme uh, conservative. I don't think they're conservatives. I, I think they're, they're not like any modern conservative. Did you see Ronald Reagan supporting any of these guys? That's, you know, it gets closer to what conservative looks like. Um, and, uh, but they are extremists. They're, I will argue with you about that. I mean, I find it fascinating that there's not much in this narrative about the Democrats helping the wacko Republicans get the nomination, and interestingly, this coalition of uh, countries that have decided to freeze Western Europe and make their lives miserable and our inflation uh, continue to get higher through their gas policies, uh, and we know all of them hate uh, Joe Biden. You know, because of what's going on in the Ukraine. And in fact, you know, they, they hear Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the Republicans in the House, say, yeah, they're not going to be getting, uh, Ukraine's not getting a, a free pass as far as funding, a free ticket to ride like they've had if we take over. You know, so it's like the Russians are actively competing against the Democrats. It's like we're Russians. You know, I mean, it's bizarre to me. And I don't hear much about that in the narrative, to be honest with you. Uh, Warren, well, you don't hear much in the narrative because Trump is taking all the oxygen of the narrative. I mean, the narratives are all revolved around him uh, and the crazy things his candidates are saying or doing on the campaign trail. And so that takes up a lot of the attention. Listen, if, if you had what I would say are normal GOP candidates running in this race, then you would hear, I think, a lot more about the referendum on Biden, as you were talking about, because... Uh, we know gas prices are too high. We know Biden is tapping into our emergency resources. We know that inflation is high. These are the kind of issues that voters care about usually in a midterm election, and those are the issues they would be voting on. That's why Biden is on the ballot here. But because um, you do have these extreme candidates, and you're right, the, the DNC has put money behind them. The DNC says, listen, we want to win, and so we're going to, to back the most extreme candidates. But I don't think it would make any difference if you didn't have a former president of the United States of America who has extreme popularity endorsing those extreme candidates. If he were either to, A, set this out, which he can't do, or B, get in line with the mainstream Republicans, then you wouldn't have that issue. But he doesn't. And so instead of talking about the issues or talking about Ukraine, we have to talk about whether or not Herschel Walker paid for an abortion. With yeah. last week, you know, yeah. so that's, it's, it's, that's where we're at. 
You know, but, but don't you find it odd that no one talks about how these, uh, uh, this axis of evil that uh, George W. Bush would have described uh, going on in, in Russia and Iran, these countries coalescing together to hurt our energy prices during a midterm election? To me, it seems very clear designed to benefit the, uh, the uh, Republicans over the Democrats. I, I cannot help but look at it that way, at least from a latent, if not a manifest, cause. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That is why they held the vote when they did. That is why they chose to try to raise prices. Absolutely. It was an attempt to try to say, hey, we want Republicans to get uh, in office here. As far as why we're, not, why we're not hearing about it, the only thing I can come to, uh, Kevin, and we've talked about this before, media has transitioned from informing people to being all about ratings. Media is about mm-hmm. attention. Media is about what's going to draw the most clicks, what's going to draw the most eyeballs. And so talking about collusion happening between Russia and the OPEC states to hurt the Republicans, that's not as sexy as the myriad of topics they're talking about now. And so because news has switched from trying to inform into trying to entertain I suppose that's the only reason I could think of while the media, why the media is not talking about this. Because you're right, we're not hearing that anywhere. We're just not hearing it. Yeah, if I were a Democrat, if I were a Democrat I, running for anything, I'd be saying, by the way, a vote for Republicans or a vote for Vladimir Putin. Just keep that in mind when you cast your vote. I, I'd say that. I would say that all the time. They are they are coalesced together. The Republicans and uh, Putin. They are coalesced together, uh, uh, and, you know, and, and you, you can say it's just values, and I can buy that. And I'm not yeah. saying they're on the phone saying, hey, we need to do this or do that, though I wouldn't be surprised when we hear about that after the fact. Uh, but they are aligned, Warren. They are completely they're aligned. They're definitely aligned. They're definitely aligned. But I don't know, honestly, Kevin, if it really matters to the, mm. most of the voters at this point, because we're so partisan now, this election is going to come down to turnout. And I, I, as, I, as I said before, this is going to be a referendum on do I hate Biden more than I hate Trump or do I hate Trump more than I hate Biden? Because it's going to come out to turnout, and it's going to be about who can generate the most turnout in their base. Because I don't buy that there are a whole lot of independent voters anymore. There are some, but most people tend to align to one side or the other now. And so I it's all going true. to be about can I pull our voters out? The conservative voters, they don't care that their party's in line with, the, with Russia. They know that. The question is, are they going to come out and vote, right? Can Oz carry enough of the rural conservatives who didn't vote for him in the primary to actually come out and vote in this election? Or is Biden going to be able to carry enough of them that say, you know what, we don't want Oz because he's associated with Trump. So I think that's really what's going to drive this election. I don't think their voters care too much that they're aligned with Russia. I think they know that. We, as usual, went way over. I'll take the blame since I control the microphones. But uh, let's uh, begin to wrap it up with uh, the fun part that they'll hold against us after the election, Warren. Uh, talk about the House and the Senate, what, you, uh, pr- what your crystal ball is telling you. Ah, you're putting me on the spot. Okay. Uh, I do think Republicans will take back over the House. I think that's a foregone conclusion. I don't think they will gain as many seats as they think, though. I think it will be a narrow win. Um, so I'm going to say, oh, number-wise, I'm going to say 10 seats. I think they're going to gain 10 seats. Um, the Senate, yeah, it's yeah. up for grabs. 
the, the uh, Senate is up for grabs. Quality, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, the Senate is up for grabs. And based on the quality of candidates, and listen, I, I, I'm as centralist as you can get, but based on the candidate quality, the Democrats should win this. But um, I will say polls have always underestimated Republican votes. And so I say watch out for uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. That's a very close race there. And I think Georgia may go to a runoff. I don't think we're going to have a winner on November in November because, remember, if neither candidate gets 50% of the vote in Georgia, you have to have a runoff. So I think we're going to have a runoff in Georgia to determine control. All right. So let me uh, real quickly, I think that they get more than 10, but I don't think they get what we thought they would have gotten a year ago. Frankly, it should almost be like post-Watergate Watergate win for Republicans with an economy okay. as, as sour as this one. Uh, but, man, it's like the Republicans are more effective at running against themselves than the Democrats are. It's unbelievable. So they'll get at least 10, maybe more in the House, my prediction. Senate, I'm with you. I mean, my, my gut tells me it, it, it's a look almost exactly like it looks now is what I think. I, I, I don't see it changing hands. Uh, but, again, if they had quality candidates, different candidates, man, this could have been a, a tidal way for Republicans can't happen with who's uh, really controlling this party today. This simply cannot happen. Uh, love having you on. Always wish we had more time. Uh, Warren D. Robinson, warrendrobinson.com, and I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.